All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us in another episode of the Worldcraft Club podcast. I'm here today with Marcus. How are you doing, Marcus? I'm doing well. Doing well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, just basically reflecting on the day. We're at the end of the day. I'm relaxed. I'm comfortable. Yeah, yeah. You're uh, just kind of settling in. Doing some episodes. In. I've been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> for real. <laughs> oh, yeah. As so, have I. Yeah. So the concept for this episode came from a video that you'd sent out because like we, we, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Slack channel is a buzz and like we, we pop stuff left, right and center. And this was one you, you'd sent out. Do you, you want to just give us like a little synopsis? What, what was this video about? And like, what, what ideas was it spurring for us? Yeah. I ran into this video um, over on the YouTube channel film courage. Okay. Uh, shout out to them. Yeah. 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 Watching your, been watching guys content it's been pretty stellar so far yeah but it was a particular interview with uh houston howard okay talking about story worlds and it drew me in i think the title is actually like story potential but he starts talking about story worlds and i'm yeah. like hey this is world craft club material and the oh, yeah, more yeah, i yeah, listen yeah, yeah. the more i'm like oh yeah this is rich and then i listen a little more and then i started reflecting like Oh wow, this is stuff I could use. Oh, oh this yeah. is what yeah. past stuff I had, what was wrong with it. And this was like it oh, was that's just, amazing. It yeah. became more and more gold as it went on. So story worlds. I was yeah. talking about when you make basically an IP. Yeah. And and he had a very kind of like business sense of going through this. So Yeah, a lot of pitching to producers and stuff stuff yeah. like that, getting uh getting funding. Yeah, yeah, pitching to producers. Yeah. So when you when you make an, an IP and you make a story world it's not a story and it's not merely a setting yeah the story is just like you know the story message you tell the setting is just whatever it's placed in Mm -hmm. the story world in a nutshell is the setting but it's a interesting setting it is an interesting setting that if you remove the story remove the characters it should hold its own as being interesting yeah yeah so like star wars yeah, you can remove uh, Luke Skywalker or any yeah. of the Jedi. You can remove the Sith. Remove all the characters. Remove the story. Star Wars is still a really interesting world. Yeah, like you'd wonder, you'd want to know what was going on with Tatooine. Middle Earth is still interesting without Frodo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and Hogwarts is still interesting without Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in it. And basically what this does when you make a good story world where the world is that you put your story in is interesting, you are going to make it a lot easier for yourself to tell stories over different mediums. Yeah. And easier for, you know, other people to make stories off of yours. If, you know, if you are writing this for a novel, it's interesting you know, not only would like maybe somebody make a movie out of your story, but now that you have such a good story world, another director can make a spinoff TV series. Well, you know, an- another creator, a uh, creative director can make a video game spinoff of your series. Another writer can make a comic book series, you know, and everything. Yeah. Matrix did this yeah. very, very well. They like did through a bunch of of multimediums yeah, and, yeah. and the animatrix canon, you know yeah. the animatrix the matrix comics the matrix video games yeah um all of it well, was you know because 
the world of the matrix is such a rich story world a strong story world without even the main characters that you got all these spinoffs and so on and so forth and 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 the thing that's weird is that people according to this video that was that was an interesting thing and again like i think you'd mentioned earlier that a lot of this kind of had a business set to it and it was talking about like uh, getting mass appeal getting audiences together getting producers yeah. who will back you things like that so it was, it was interesting from that perspective but one of the things he'd mentioned um houston howard was that people are buying worlds now like there was actually an yeah. artist, and I think I want to say it was like Norwegian or something, who had been, um, you know, just doing this really, really great sci-fi art for a while, and it was kind of in a consistent setting. And so he basically did a bunch of concept art and was approached by uh, by a movie company, and they said, "We want to buy what you're making." He didn't have a screenplay, didn't have a script, didn't have any of the traditional means that you would usually find financial support or backing for. He just had a bunch of cool artwork set in a fairly consistent, interesting-looking world, and someone was like, "Yeah, I kind of I want to make something that fits in that." And they were sure enough that they paid the dude a ton of money for it. It's amazing. Yeah. Like that's never happened before. We've never had an era like this. It's a great time to be a world builder. Yeah, especially if you're just world building for world building's sake, but you know, your world is interesting enough that there is story potential, yeah. as you know, as was the title of the YouTube video. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. basically the idea is making story potential with your world. And a story world has the highest story potential. And savvy people like the like in the the people that bought this guy's world, you know, knew they understood the value of how many stories they can make off of this guy's world. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it was consistent. They had the visuals and they're like, okay, we can see how this is, you know, uh, put together, how this behaves, uh, so on and so forth. And they just, you know, they're probably making a story now. Uh, do you, do you know if they made it? No, no, it's, I, so this is like a research fail. I didn't follow up on this at all, but I'm super curious because like, I just keep like, this just affirms like one of the best things about this video is it just like affirmed everything we're doing. Like it's just, it, it's great just yeah. to hear someone oh, say, yeah. yep, you're, you're, you know, you're right on the money. And for ages we have been talking about how worlds make these like thematically consistent places and they, they're places that people want to be and people want to walk around in them. And like that is so exciting. He even talked like a little bit about like, you know, yeah. creating a central theme or question or idea that you're pursuing a kernel of a thought oh, yeah. and then just putting a little twist on it. And like, then you can go and you can create these amazing worlds off the back of something very simple. We called it fairy cake when we kicked this thing off. And like, that mm -hmm. was essentially the concept that he was playing with. But like, we want to know more about Wayland yutani in Aliens, right? We don't need Ripley to know about Wayland yutani Now, Ripley's an awesome character yeah. and Alien was a great movie, but I want to know what's going on with that company because oh, yeah. they made the world fascinating and they did it through cunning use mm -hmm. of, of like taping a bunch of crap together to make an awesome looking spaceship that looked like a city, like in the Sevastopol um, that, that's mm -hmm. flown in Alien. And like a lot of these kind of visual effects, things like that actually went and contributed to it. Because even this artist who made this world and it was bought wholesale as a world, spent time creating something that was like inviting and enticing and communicated it through this specific art form that would draw somebody in. Concept art is one of my favorite things to look at. So this guy essentially just did a ton of concept yeah. art and someone was just like, I want to 
put stories in here, you know, like it attracted the story. Yeah. That's such a weird, a weird phenomenon. It couldn't have happened. And I, I think in a time prior to yeah. now, like, but people want to go to these places. That's why Star Wars land is a thing. That's why like Harry Potter world is yeah. a thing. Heck, Taxi's it's why doctors. Edge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I so want to go there. I so want to go there. Apparently they're, they're oh, like, yeah, absolutely. The, the stormtroopers are super game for a laugh down there. And I really want to hang out. Uh, yeah, the stormtroopers are hilarious. That has to be one of the best jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm not so. Because sure. you just walk around and be pessimistic and tell people yeah. to move on, move along, <laughs> and they're not the last Jedi. <laughs> You're not. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 I've seen the Jedi. You're not one of them. Like, <laughs> was it that one guy who said that? Mm, yeah. Uh... It was like if if there's if there's a last Jedi. You're now one of them. <laughs> That's like amazing. It's too funny. Yeah, they've got the crowds like oh, stormtroopers being sassy yeah. all over all over YouTube right now. But like that. That's the thing is that yeah. like the Star Wars world is one we want to go to, and like it's kind of one of these things where I've I've kind of gone back and forth with world building in terms of at times seeing the incredible value of it, and then other times being like, well. It's really all story, you know. It's like a lot of it is is a question of of narrative, um, and I think it, you know we'll have to ask. <laughs> bring his name up all the time, Adrian, Adrian Gramps. I would love to get his take on what this guy's talking about because his his contention oh, yeah. as a study as a guy who studies world building is that world building and narrative are extremely difficult to separate. And um, that narrative yeah. ultimately folds into world building. And most of the problems that we would say, oh, that's a world building problem is actually a narrative problem. Because um, you look at like the, uh, okay. Houston Howard again pointed this out in the uh, in the thing, but he was like, uh, look, Jupiter ascending is a fascinating world with a garbage story. <laughs> Right? Do you remember that yeah. one? Do you remember that? Like that it's like I, I actually remember... have not seen it and I was like I was interested to see it, but then I wasn't interested to see it because yeah. I, people For, were just like it's dull yeah. or whatever. And I'm just like It's dumb. Uh, it's, it's it's a bad it's a bad story. Yeah. It's a bad plot. It had such potential. Yeah, and Eddie Redmayne as a villain. Like how often do you see that? It's like it's 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 Eddie Eddie Redmayne is is the man that every middle aged woman would like their daughter to marry. Uh, he is just such he is such a sweetheart, and he played a villain in this one. And like it was just a he. So uh, he's the guy who plays Newt Scamander in um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and uh, Marius in uh, in. Uh, Les Miserables, the more recent one. So like he's uh he's just a he's just he's just he's just he's a sweet man. He's a sweet man. He plays a villain in that one. He plays like a really nasty villain. And yeah. like but but the movie is like it's it's garbage, but the world is fascinating. It's really bright, technicolor, all kinds of crap is happening. They got flying shoes, all kinds of weird stuff, winged dog soldier people and like genetic alterations and like weird dinosaur monster things that are like sapient it's like it's really cool it's just yeah. garbage <laughs> like it's such a bummer so if i i challenge anybody I watch the trailer land has the same fate yeah 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 great world crappy story like super interesting but just a dull storyline so it just like never it never took off you know, and like it's 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 a bummer to see something like that. But at the same time, the world still has cachet to it. You know what I mean? Like I watched Jupiter Ascending because I was excited about the world, and it was a fascinating one. Mm -hmm. um, Mortal Engines, 
another one. Um, so that was based on a book series oh, that yeah. I actually oh. read. It's a great book series. Like I was I really still sad. I want to see that movie. Yeah. But yeah. I feel guilty doing it for yeah. some odd reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really so you haven't read the books? <laughs> no, but, just um, because it, it was the same thing. I'm like, oh, that looks like a cool. And then like the everybody says like, eh, it's a really dumb movie. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. but how? It has walking cities, you know, rolling cities. That's so yeah. awesome. How could they flub it up? Phenomenal. You know, like, uh, and the books are so yeah. much fun. And the books are so, so much fun. And it's, it's so disappointing. But like, this is, this is a fascinating thing. Because then we have to ask this question. Because all three of the movies that we just talked about did not do well. They were not good movies. But had fantastic story worlds. Right? Like, yeah. how, mm-hmm. like, how important is a story world, I guess, is like my question. You know what I mean? Because it seems to be important enough for people to blow a ton of money on it. Well, Lord of the Rings is an important I, story world, right? Star Wars yeah. is an important story world. Mm-hmm. Well, like, like we mentioned, you know, I, I think to, to kind of paraphrase Houston Howard, uh, again, he's looking at this through a business, yeah, you know, yeah, um, perspective. Uh, I'm going to like quote him here: uh, "When you have an interesting setting that creates your story world, you now have story potential, and story potential is revenue potential." Oh, that's fascinating. Um, again, yeah. like I mentioned before, because you know you have a rich story world that anybody can make a story through what, whatever medium they want that's just more avenues for revenue on a business standpoint yeah yeah yeah. Um, for me i okay this when i saw this video and and kind of really digesting this idea of a story world Mm -hmm. and you know if you have a good story world everything else you know the stories will come will flow because the story potential is so high yeah versus the the antithesis of that at least and what i think you know is if you have your ip basically hooked and stuck to a single character when you make the character interesting and the story all about the character and the world almost all about that character yeah uh there were the examples of like the fresh prince of bel-air yeah you know it was an interesting story you know guy from philly goes over to you know his, fish his out of wealthy water. Yeah. parents and there's there's that culture shock and culture um you know yeah uh mix and life lessons and so on and so forth a different perspective but if you take will smith out of the fresh prince show you really don't have anything else <laughs> there's not a lot there well there is carlton <laughs> he's there's carlton but a bit definitely be a whole different you know feel yeah yeah people would argue be much blander yeah rocky is the same deal like if you take rocky out of rocky you're left with philadelphia what's the world he's in it's just and there philadelphia. is not much yeah. interesting going just, on in philadelphia i live there the rumor is so <laughs> <laughs> and so uh yeah, yeah. so 10 years ago when i was you know going through college i, I had made this character and 
it was like for for that time in my life it was like my flagship character yeah and i put yeah. a lot of energy into the design and the ad the attitude and everything and yeah a lot of people i did animations with this character to the point people knew me through this character and vice versa yeah um and that that was basically kind of a, a, somewhat of my identity as you know studying animation uh, with my with my peers, mm. but the thing was all my animation things were like very, you know, bite sized. It, it didn't there weren't there wasn't a world, it was kind of more like a Looney Tunes kind of slapstick thing, and for the for the longest time, even after college, I was like, where does this character go into? Like why? I had such a hard time making a story out of this character because I didn't know what world to put her in. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what world she fit and the world kept changing because I was focusing on the character first so much and basically revolving that yeah. little IP, as you will, around her and not, not the not you letting know, the world be something world on its own that she yeah and you know sure i had a few worlds but then like i kept i i felt like i i was focusing on the wrong thing and everything even my professors bless them tried to help me make mm -hmm. make make uh sense out of this character and they had some very practical advice and i should have took it yeah, but because I was so warped up and no, this is how the character is. Yeah, I refused to just get these practical choices that would better set her in a world to better make that character relatable. Yeah, and yeah. and. and and to the point, like the the character's on the back burner. You know, I I I maybe i'll return to it you know once i figured out something clicked you know maybe you know once i make a store world and then that is good that like oh i'll just pluck her in this you know maybe you know change her to the world itself then maybe it'll fit but trying to work on her was just exhausting enough yeah i am happy I... working on other things where i do focus on the world mm. and now from that world sprouts factions sprouts character sprouts story yeah, um, yeah and i'm like you know what even like i naturally found out you know even stopped focusing on characters so much and started working on factions start working on just like a you know how a civilization would the aesthetics would be and everything and start piecing the world together making a nice story world to the point uh the I, I mentioned it before uh, across the ether, like every time I start a new campaign, I like, okay, players, where do you want to start? Because <laughs> we have here, here, and here. Mm. Like, do you want to be pirates? Do you want to be mercenaries? Do you want to be crusaders? You know, because wherever you want to start, we can sprout, you know, this our little interactive story from there, yeah. you know, and just the rich story potential, you know, from that versus my older work you know not saying it's the best you know i don't want to sound like i'm tuning my own horn yeah i'm just yeah. saying from from a more personal and tangible perspective digesting this this idea of a story world and i'm like oh 
that's why this worked and that didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's interesting, you know, talking about how stories, uh, story worlds that are kind of rich and have a lot of potential for stories are, you know, have that rich revenue potential. You can talk a little bit as well about how in um, tabletop role-playing games, like your world kind of is the thing, you know, it's like the world has to be interesting. So yeah. there's story potential for your characters to work in it. And it seems as if you've kind of learned this lesson with this character you were creating, that essentially you, you had this idea of how you wanted her to be, and now you're kind of like, well, I kind of need a place for her to be. And you kept trying to make a place that would suit her when really what you needed to do was create something independent and interesting on its own without her and and kind of graft her into that world and kind of place her there. Yeah. And that, that's kind of a fascinating place to go because... Um, yeah, it's I, I I'm not sure how often when people write they think about the world first or they think about the story first, um, because like I have a tendency to think world first rather than mm -hmm. uh, rather than diving into stories because I like I'm fascinated by well world building you know for some reason uh, and so like yeah. it's, it's a, uh, you some know, reason you're on a podcast yeah I know right some reason you start a podcast about <laughs> world building you're into world building but it's um it's it's a fascinating thing to kind of like to create these settings and to create these things and, and I think one of the things that Houston Howard had touched on that I thought was really really interesting in, in how to create these worlds and I, I imagine you'll be going through this with your with you know how to place your character at some point when you return to work on her and um i think yeah. it's this it's this idea that your world can kind of have a central question that you're asking with it and answering and the thing that's interesting is this sort of fairy cake idea that he's playing with and saying, you know, you, your world can kind of pose these questions and answer them. Like if you want to talk about uh, his, his specific example is income inequality or something like that, you'd want to create a world where those differences are stark so that you can, you can highlight the point you're looking to make with it. The interesting thing you can kind of do is you can also make points that contrast with your world or tell a story that contrasts with your world or breaks the rules of your world as written. So it's kind of an interesting thing that like I was thinking, you know, you want to tell a story about income inequality, creating a world where there is none is an interesting thing to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. as and, and to kind of, you know, work around that and talk about that and kind of have a utopian concept mm -hmm. and to play with it. And like, these are different ideas where you can you, you can kind of do that. And I'm curious about like, you know, your character's motivations and drive, you may want to put her in a world where she doesn't fit specifically so she can stand out and have an interesting story you know like Maybe. going against the grain is just as possible as, as going along with it you know going with going along the stream but i thought that was a fascinating concept that he brought up this idea of essentially the question your world is asking like um i, I think one of my favorite ones is new vegas uh fallout new vegas and I think oh, yeah. they're asking the question of what it takes for mankind to survive the wastes. That's the question that New Vegas is asking. And each of the four different factions answer the question the world is asking in a different way. Whether they favor the independence and freedom to choose, whether they believe man needs to be brought to heel, democratically run as in the old ways, or whatever, what, 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 what have you right 
um, or scientifically advanced and technologically managed as House would have it. That's a fascinating thing to me, right? Like actually like creating a world where your different factions and your different play key players in it answer those questions. And I think you can look at it with Lord of the Rings. The, yeah, yeah. You can take Middle Earth and, and look at that and kind of say, you know, what kind of questions is, is this world asking? What kind of depth is it going to? Now with Tolkien, it was uh, what language do do the trees speak? Like he, he went flipping ham, <laughs> but it's like, you know, there's... um. I, I think maybe this is a good place to start with our world building to ask that question. What, what do you think about that? Do you think maybe that would be a good a good way to go as you develop your character and, and the world therein? At some later date, I'm kind of driving this. I know you're not necessarily wanting to jump into it too much now, but yeah, no, yeah. When he said like that's kind of what I started with the world building because of course you know starting like in you know when when you get creative in, you know, middle school through high school, you're just like, you know, draw all your, all your OCs in your sketchbook and in your binder, so on and so forth. So you're very care based, which yeah. I think, you know, that was just kind of like at the tail end, me kind of growing out of that mm. and into more of a, you know, think of the world first. And I, what he said, you know, like you mentioned, he suggests to when you make a world that you, basically have you know your message and then make a world that needs that message yeah and i've been doing something similar that kind of works for me or i think is fun yeah. which and i mentioned it in, in a previous episode when it was like oh what world are you building i think that's what the episode was is that i start with just like a feeling yeah. uh or, or or it's just something i think is cool um and try to then make a world that will oh what's the word i want try to make a world that will complement that you mean like a dragon uh, uh a multicolored rainbow dragon with uh turbine oh engines <laughs> i believe was the was yeah. the synthesis or, in a paladin with a rainbow warhammer what would a world be if one person had control of all the surveillance yeah 1984 basically <laughs> be a digital god yeah you know uh would you know how or to, and to that point that society has progressed so far that it's coming full circle and we're coming back to the middle ages yeah but in in a cyber future yeah but now it's like we're, we're back in the ancient greeks we're like now we have digital basically virtual gods that are quote omniscient because yeah yeah you're living in their uh surveillance state of a of a neo city yeah know? and just kind of make you know made a world to that i'm running a game that's basically in that kind of experimental uh might apply to something else but yes yeah. i do you know kind of like that question that message that and start building a world that will complement it so start building a world that will answer that yeah. uh or needs it depending on you know what your message what your idea does it mm. the high concept the fairy cake yeah as yeah. you will yeah um i like to think about high concepts yeah that was an interesting that was an interesting yeah, take yeah like like you said watching that really kind of vilified what i'm doing now you yeah know? just in my personal life and personal creative life and in this podcast you found it challenging yeah 
well, well not, not not just challenging just 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 i was like confirmed you know it was okay. like a confirmation a validation i felt validated okay um crap what did i say vilified you did I, say vilified I, that's I, why I, I was like okay let's let's explore no. unpack that yeah <laughs> no i felt valid i felt validated. validated yeah okay uh, verified is what i wanted yeah, to yeah. say i felt verified sorry you were talking about <laughs> freaking new vegas oh yeah you're thinking about you, your faction you your faction the faction off yeah. Yeah, it's vilified. Like, oh, you're this faction. You're now uh, vilified in that faction. That's yeah. where I learned that word, you know, vilified yeah. or whatever that. And I yeah. think, um, uh, shoot, what was it? Portal the portal? Dictionary I think was the word. Yeah. Mm. No, that's rad. Mm-hmm. I, I I really agree with you. Like it's it's been it was a really really neat thing that kind of confirmed it and also kind of on the edges made me think about like how marketable a world is and kind of the consideration of asking those questions. And I, I think that was a good place to go um, for his specific medium. So he's, he's talking a lot about cinema in particular and kind of how to make that work. Whereas a lot of times we're talking about novels, comics, TTRPG, but the question of marketability is an interesting one and actually shouldn't be beyond the consideration of somebody even if you're making art for art's sake it's a question of am i making something that i want to share with others and that's kind of really the question about marketability is it something that people want and um i think certainly for a ttrpg player that's a critical question because if your world is just really bland no one's going to want to play your game. Like it's just not going to happen because people aren't going to want to be there. They're not going to want to be characters and tell stories in there. Marketability to some extent translates into accessibility. Can people access what you're making? Can they understand it? Can they follow it? Or are you drifting away and just tap dancing on a rainbow into the ether? You know, it's like, I think that's a really key thing. And I think that's really where that core question comes down to. If you can simply understand your world through the means of one question that your world is asking, then you can sell it. And if you can sell it, people can understand it, right? So that's kind of my my way of re-summarizing and recontextualizing what he's saying. Accessibility is important, yeah. like when it comes to this stuff. So. Very. With that, this has been another episode of the Worldcraft Club podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Feel free to chase us up on any podcasting format ever, anywhere in the world. We are everywhere. Uh, We also have a Discord server available. We'd love to hang out and talk with you, spend some time with you. We are looking to do some more live events on there. I've even bought myself a copy of Microscope uh, so we can play a game of that at some point. It's a fractal role-playing game where you build worlds together. So thinking about setting some of that up soon. Of course, we have a Patreon as well. For $2 a month, you can get an extra episode in your ear holes every month. And for $5 a month, you can talk to us about what you want to hear. We recently did a Patreon episode about Mars. That was a request from one of our from one of our uh, patrons on there. So that'd be fantastic to have you there. We're also on Instagram and have a Facebook group if you want to join us on there too, where we chat about all things world building with an aim to help you get better at it. So if you want to improve your skills and practice them with us, then... Man, we just love to have you. So it's been another episode of the Worldcraft Club, and I'm saying that for the second time over. Thank you for joining the Worldcraft Club podcast. 
please go ahead and like us, subscribe to us on your preferred app. And if you use iTunes, rate us five stars if you think we're worth the rating. It really helps our numbers. If you're listening here, you're missing out on half the content along with loads of other goodies. So please consider becoming an exclusive club member at our Patreon page, starting at as low as $5 a month. If you have any questions, you can go ahead and jump on our webpage, worldcraftclub.com, to get the latest updates on our blog. We're also available on Twitter and Instagram. This has been the Worldcraft Club podcast. Thank you for listening.